I'm Spencer. I'm Tyler. And this is the end zone. Hey fellas, hey fellas. Get ready to rock. Get ready to rock. Turbo set. Welcome to This is the End Zone. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing all right. How was your uh, your trip to New York? It was good. Tired, readjusting, didn't get in until uh, 11.30 last night, so I'm feeling like a real uh, NFL podcaster right now, just uh, complaining about travel. Yeah, that's, that's really the dream right there. It's part of the career. It was definitely Flight tough delays, camps, you. you know, no no camps this time for me, but uh, I figured I'd scout the area around where people would scout the Giants stadium. Did you see more Jets gear or Giants gear while you were there? I saw a Jets hat that one of the uh, flight attendants was wearing, and then a Jets cup. I saw no Giants gear. Oh, so it's a Jets town now. It's a Jets yeah, town. It's probably Yankee fever right now, but uh, I could see it being more Jets right now. Definitely a lot more hype there. I definitely saw some Yankees gear, but I saw two Jets pieces of clothing, articles of clothing, and uh, nothing Giants-wise, so... Yeah, it sounds like it's becoming a Jets town after that uh, dismantling. One game. (laughs) One game and they're back to Namath. (laughs) Cool. Well, we got a good show for everyone today. Um, We'll kick it off with the news. Um, We'll introduce a new section called Patients vs. Panic. We have our guest speaker, Jeff Arnold, coming on. And we'll round it out with our hot sauce hot takes. Yeah, and the guest speaker with Jeff, that one was a pre-recorded section here, so we're a little out of date here. That one's going to be from Monday, and uh, this recording from Saturday night. So this is a real late podcast here. Just before Sunday, we got to get our uh, predictions and everything in before uh, before they start coming true. Yep, we need to be relevant. Yep. All right, cool. Let's get it off with the news. So uh, first up, we have uh, the news just breaking today that Josh Gordon was released by the Browns. What do you think about that, Tyler? I'm still trying to process it. Like, they've stuck with him for so long, and then now, now that he can play, they're like, we don't want you. And I just, I just don't get it. I don't know if his career is done. Did he fail a test and we just don't know about it yet? Yeah, rumor uh, is he was late to a meeting and then they cut him, and so it's like, we're gonna stick with you for a year and a half, and you're late once and you're gone. I, I guess. I'm not sure if that was like a decision by Hugh or if Dempsey made that decision. Dempsey? Oh, Dempsey. oh, Dorsey. Did I, did I get his name wrong again? Dorsey. Dorsey, yeah. It's all right. that one wrong. I don't think Janelle. Yeah. Yeah. What about Janelle? Dorsey. <laughs> oh, got it. That's how you remember. Yeah, all right. Cool. That might actually help me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got some injuries to go through this week here. Uh, so we, uh, the ones that are definitely out are going to be Delaney Walker. Obviously, he's out for the year with a broken ankle. Greg Olson just doesn't have good feet. He's... uh just consistently bad feet throughout his career, and he's going to be out again. Joe he's Mixon, fine when he lines up a linebacker. That's true. Yeah, Jeff and, or not Jeff, Colin and uh, the Red Zone guy, uh, Scott Hansen, always get those two mixed up. Yeah, he like, he looks seven years younger when he lines up a linebacker. It's weird. <laughs> yep, just as white, though. That's the important thing. Joe Mixon's going to be out for a couple weeks with a little knee surgery. He got a little dinged up. And then Marquise Goodwin is going to be out for San Francisco. And then for our questionables, we obviously have Southern Rogers, who we have no idea what's going to happen with him, if he's going to play, if he's going to have, like, hay sticking out of his mouth while he plays, or if he's just going to be on the sideline chewing. Yeah. 
And then our last big one of the week is Leonard Fournette's. Uh, I don't really know how this Andy's one. Andy's hopes and dreams. <laughs> I don't know though. The Jaguars are three and zero in games that Fournette did not play last year, and they put up over thirty points a game. So I think it really it's they count more on Blake, and Blake rises to the occasion. They also I saw a statistic where last year they had a better uh, they had more yards per carry when Fournette wasn't playing last year. I totally believe it. The guy's like good for like 3.5 every play, but not much more than that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, on the news of top-picked running backs, Le'Veon Bell, also not going to play this week. Uh, looks like it's John Connor's backfield once again. James Connor? James, Con- James Connor. John no, Connor's I, I like John Connor better. John <laughs> I like, Con- I like, I like John Connor movie better. podcast. <laughs> Yeah, he terminated Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> terminated that contract. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's Connor's backfield again. So do you think Alex plays him this week? Oh, I hope so for Alex's <laughs> sake. Uh, I don't know if, how long he can roll like McCoy as his flex. Yeah, uh, did you think Bell plays before week ten or if at all? He has to play this this year to get the accrued year, but. You know, I they said think... they're not going to trade him, but I feel like that might be the smartest move. It's just like take what a team will give you for him. But even if he did go to another team, what if he just doesn't show up there? He doesn't have to, does he? True. I guess you'd need a guar- that team would need a guarantee from Bell that he would show up if they traded him and then also have like a contract agreement, like a soft agreement in place. Yeah, because I don't think they can sign him to a big extension mm-hmm. right they now. They're, they're past that, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the Steelers have really put them in a position like... Uh, you know, cousin like the the Redskins did with Cousins, except he's not quite as valuable as a good quarterback is. I don't know. I might disagree. Four hundred touches a year is pretty goddamn insane. Yeah, he doesn't want that though. I guess, but you do. But yeah, right, Bell doesn't want that because that could end up like killing his career. Basically, exactly. He and has he like two extra payday. years of touches on his record right now than his age would. Yeah, be. and that the Steelers are pitching him ten million guaranteed, which is a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any other news? Um, I don't think so. I think that's we pretty much got it all to, so far. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's about it uh, for right yeah. now. So, on to our new uh, segment: patience versus panic. Tyler, you want to explain this one for us? So we're going to go over a couple players each. Uh, so one person will say a name of a player, and the other person is just going to have a gut reaction of patience or panic. This is going to be a player that did not perform very well, or a team that did not perform very well in week one, and for so there we have a lot of question marks about it. All right, you want to kick us off? Uh, I'm going to pull up my list of players here. All right, I'll go ahead and start off. So first one, Deshaun Watson. I'm going to go with patience. I think the Patriots schemed pretty well against him this week. Um you know, I'm not super high on Deshaun Watson as far as the Deshaun Watson hype train goes. But I still think he's the best quarterback the Texans have had Ever. in a decade, at least um, since Matt Prime Schaub. Matt Schaub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'd say give him some patience. They do have a fairly tough division um, defense-wise, except for the Colts. Uh, but I think things are going to trend upwards for him, and he's going to be a quarterback. Where fantasy-wise, you can see seventeen-point averages. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's uh, once Fuller is back in, too, I think that's really going to spring that offense. Uh, since Hopkins can run any route, including deep routes, but 
like the Patriots could just double team or triple team Hopkins every play and kind of shut down that offense. They don't really have a tight end and the yeah. receiving depth after Hopkins was not great to pull out. But having Fuller in there just completely electrifies that offense and adds a whole nother wrinkle to it that just makes it impossible. Does your safeties go deep on cover Fuller and then you just leave the underneath all for Hopkins all day? Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so I think it's just like, like the, uh, section is. I think it's patience with them. Yep, I'm in the same boat. Alright, so who's your first one? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals, just as a team. Um, patience or panic? It's a team... I never had much hope to begin with with them. Uh, I'd probably say panic. Like, I think David Johnson's still gonna be good. He got 15 points last week, around there. Um, yeah, I just don't think they're gonna be that good this year. They're in the Tougher conference, they're the worst team in their division, probably. Uh, I just don't see them having a good year. They're they're going to be they're kind of in this in between where they don't know they want to rebuild, but they have all these old dudes on their roster. And it's just yeah. not a good combo. It's like they want to take advantage of the talent they have right now, but I feel like David Johnson got the short end of the stick where he got stuck on a team that was looking to win right then and taking the old guys that still had some juice left in the tank to make one final push. And they don't have the new talent in there. Yeah, exactly. Like there was like a one and one two year window, and then that second year of that window ended in the first half when David Johnson <laughs> broke his wrist. So they went from to continue to, to rebuilding in one half of it last year, basically. All right, what you got next? Next one, Doug Baldwin. Mm, that one, I think I'm gonna go panic. Um, zero points. Yeah, that's scary is scary the first week. So you can't start him with confidence the next week. He's already admitted to being hampered this entire year at 80-85%, so I'm guessing he'll need surgery or at least a long period of rest before he gets back up to 100%. Um, and while he would be the main target on that team, like the clear number one, I just, you know me, I never like playing receivers that are hampered by injuries. I'd rather them be all out or all in on the year. Yeah, exactly. You don't want someone who has like a lingering hamstring or something where they can miss any game because of it. Uh, I, I just didn't really know how big of a deal it was going to be. Like I heard a little bit of chatter about it before, in August, but I didn't. I thought it was kind of overblown. I did not expect him to just immediately be out for a lengthy amount of time potentially. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next one is uh, Dalvin Cook, a high round pick, uh, put up five points last week. Patience or panic? I want to say patience on that because I still felt like he looked good in spurts last week. He had the fumble too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was really like around seven points. Um, no, yeah, he didn't blow the world away. I was I was already kind of low on Dalvin Cook going mm-hmm. into the draft. I think I said he was like an overpriced like Chris Carson, where he looked good for a very small sample size last year, and drafting up like a third round pick did not seem too alluring to me. <laughs> Or was it a second round pick, wasn't it? It was second round, yeah. He was a second rounder. Yeah. I would, I would not have paid that price tag for him. That's fair. What about, what about you? Patience or panic for him? I say patience. I agree. I think he looked really good last week. Um, the panicking side of it would be that the Niners have not been known for their, uh, run stopping talent, um, in the past three years. And so to not have, Foster was out. Fred yeah. Warner, though, at Mike linebacker, did look really, really good and was responsible for stopping him a lot of the time. 
And the Niners were the healthiest their defensive front has been in the last two years, um, at least since week one of last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Niners defense, I think, showed up last week, and I think that held Dalvin Cook down. I'd be panicking if he doesn't put up at least 10 against Green Bay this week. Yeah, that, if he doesn't put up 10 there, then I'd be more worried about, like, what did I sign on for with this? Yeah, exactly. Because then there's no, yeah, no, he's not a, he wouldn't look like a number one running back because Latavius looked pretty good too then, so I think the worst thing that could happen is he ends up becoming a committee back. Yeah, that would be awful. That, that was the situation for him. Yeah. All right, who you got next? All right, so my last one is going to be a very, this is going to be a tough one for me since I've talked about how this is my ride or die fantasy player of the year, so I have him in every goddamn league, but Derrick Henry. I'm going to go patience. I really like Derek, the idea of Derrick Henry as... I, I like the idea of Derrick Henry, too. <laughs> <I do. laughs> the highest high winning back the out concept of Alabama. Of, that's, the concept of Derrick Henry, I'm a fan of. Sat on of. the pine behind DeMarco Murray, and every time he actually plays, he gets like 20 points guaranteed the last two years. And he yeah. finally has a starting gig, and he gets three goddamn points against the Dolphins, who traded Suh, or dropped Suh. Yeah... I think one of the benefits of him is that if something does end up happening uh, to Dion Lewis, which is probably happen, which yeah, there's a there's a decent chance Dion Lewis isn't as young as he used to be. He already had a really big injury four years ago, which is what led him to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So I think that having him, uh, I think it's just kind of like letting him out bit by bit. Um, yeah, I think they'll let him loose eventually. Say week three, week four, I think he becomes like a solid start, and as you're consistently seeing ten to twenty point weeks from him, I, I, I think he can be the next big thing at running back. I hope so, but I'm a little concerned since it's uh, Matt Lafleur is the OC there, and he's kind of in that Shanahan tree. He is, and they're more of like that speedy, like Deion Lewis, Jerick McKinnon type, and not as much on like your kind of bigger, stronger backs like Henry or Carlos Hyde. You know, Hyde had a great year last year; they still dumped him. Yeah, Henry has some great speed though. Like he, he does. He, he is, is really a breakaway fast. back with size. Yeah. He's more like a David yeah, Johnson, I think. Two hundred twenty pound um, speed guy. Because David Johnson is what six foot three, I think, Something and like has that, that burst on the outside. Like he's receiver. He's tall receiver height. Yeah, um, he, he can definitely line up and slot. the same way. I think just with even more weight than David Johnson has. Thicker. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty thick. All right, who do you got for your last one? Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Collins. We've seen him play twice now, um, and he has a 5.9-point week, week one, and a 9-point week, week two. And this is a guy who we thought would be the lead back in uh, Baltimore, and he see- it seems like he's getting uh, other players eating into his touches. It definitely does seem like it's trending towards committee with Buck Allen. It was uh, been creeping in there. He's got Buck Allen's got two touchdowns in two games. He might not be getting the volume. Uh, but he, he's more of a passing option, I feel like, where like, Collins definitely was had a couple big passing plays, but Collins isn't going to run like slant routes and slot like Buck Allen is. Yeah. So I could definitely see that going there. I would lean towards patience. He's still got like nine points week two, which isn't the end of the world. That's like solid RB2 Lamar Miller level. Sure. Uh, so I, I want to be like doom and gloom on Collins right now, so I'm, I'm going patience. Patience. All right. What about you? Yeah, I'd say patience. I think we'll end up seeing someone become the clear back, and he's looked the best from a rushing standpoint. The only concern is he rushed nine times. Yeah. 
Like, he did okay with those nine times. 35 yards off of nine rushes is, like, what, 3.7-something yards per carry, which isn't around, like, it's not over that four mark that you want to see. But I do think that the Bengals have a very, very underrated defense right now. I think they might have one of the top defenses in the NFL. It was pretty um, good. And you got to remember the game script wasn't super beneficial to Alex Collins when the Bengals were up to like 28 to 3 or 28 exactly. to 10 at halftime. Like, you're down 18 going into the third quarter. You're not looking to run the clock out with Alex Collins. Yeah, and the benefit is, is on the three cat, the three passes he did haul in, he got 55 yards off those. Yeah, that's a very so good So he out. does really well in space. Yeah. It's those Irish dancing lessons. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll get, get everyone to get away from you and it gives you a lot of space. <laughs> I got one bonus one here. Travis Kelsey. What were his stats? It's like one oh, catch for six yards. Catch, yeah. <laughs> I'd say patience again. He's yeah, I'd probably a... say patience too, but Weston's words that he's saying, like, Travis Kelsey will frustrate you so much because they just don't get him the ball even though he's wide open. At first I thought it was overblown Weston complaining, but now that I've <laughs> seen, I, I've experienced it, I know the pain and that I, I wish I had listened. Yeah, and with the way the Chargers, I mean, I guess you could argue maybe Derwin James was on him a decent amount last week, or maybe, maybe they were too nervous to have Patrick Mahomes throwing over the middle of the field and wanted to give him easy reads over the top or like yeah. you know shorter passes. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have an answer to why they didn't throw it up in the Chargers. Like maybe they just didn't need to because of how up they were, you know? Like yeah, they could do silly shit like throw to a fullback, but. Yeah, Anthony Sherman. Yeah, like he had a 40, 50 yard touchdown or something, like, but they can't get Travis Kelsey the ball two times. Yeah, I'd still say patience. He's, he's too yeah. good of a tight end not to be utilized at some point. The major concern with him is if you start to see him get like, you know, two point weeks and then yeah. 12 point weeks, and you're like, okay, when do I start him and where? Yeah, he's a, if he's like very boomer bust, like he'll have like a two touchdown 80 yard week and then he'll have like multiple like two or three point weeks. Yeah, fantasy wise, those yeah. can be some of the most frustrating players. Just yeah, especially you know when end. you can start them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I guess that wraps up uh, this segment. Um, anything else to add before we move on? Uh, no, I think we're pretty much good. It's good to head on to our interview with uh, Jeffrey Arnold. All right, perfect. We'll still be alive after this weekend with the hurricane. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's I'm, I'm gonna go panic. I'm, I'm gonna go panic on Jeffrey Arnold right now. <laughs> By the time we release this podcast, you may be hearing the words of a man who has passed. <laughs> that could be like his, uh, like his, we might like posthumous. I can't say that word. Uh, <laughs> his posthumous podcast. Yeah. All right, and on to our interview with Jeff Arnold. Let's introduce to the podcast for the first time, hailing from the East Coast, Jeffrey Arnold. Jeffrey, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your team. Uh, well. Uh, I'm, I'm like you said, from the, from the East Coast, never originally. Uh, my team, I would say, is in a very enviable position. Uh, when you end up last in the league, you really have nowhere to go but up. So, and if you get last again, then you're just maintaining. So, I, if nothing else, I have a really great spot to start this year. Just like I the love- Browns, he's planning on going for half a win for, uh, for this season. <laughs> half a win's better than no wins. I'm just saying, you're doubling what what you had there before. I love the optimism here, and might I say, what a phenomenal draft, Jeff. I mean, just great picks across the board. Uh, you know, I really think my my sleeper, Des Bryant, will will pay off at at some point. 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was a dad league, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, that was a dad league. <laughs> no, uh, this is a dad league podcast. No, my bad, my bad. This is a lad league podcast. Lad league. <laughs> um, Jeff, so uh, your team name? Uh, David the Rock Johnson is is what I'm going with, uh, and and the Rock being 12.7 points in week one. So you know, starting off strong. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, disappointing week for someone who typically expects a 120 point week for his team uh, minimum every week. Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I'm I'm looking at 123 points and still might lose. So there we'll see. Go. The waiting for this last game in Marshawn Lynch to uh, decide my fate. I think the big question all the viewers have right now is, do you still care about fantasy almost at the end of week one? Well. I'm gonna say I I feel like I'm gonna kind of start off like Andrew Luck and and just walk in and throw an interception and then kind of piddle out with a decent game in the end. So uh, week one, you know, that interception might might be just uh, not having uh, Adrian Peterson play, but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I think uh, my pick is that. The key question is going to be, where is Jeff's team at when Fallout 76 comes out? Because if he's in a competitive spot, I think he'll stick with it. I think he'll, the, the new content uh, we're creating legal will be enough to keep him through. But uh, if if he's in a bad spot by Fallout time, it, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. It, it may be a Fallout of my entire team at that point. <laughs> Does Jeff finish in the top ten this year? <laughs> yes. I'm going to say yes. Fake. Hot take, Tyler. <laughs> I forgot we extended to 12 when that question got through. <laughs> like, it's early. there is room for Jeff to go down. He can go from 10 to 12. That is true. Jeff, you have to ah, it's, it's a big season for me, then. <laughs> a lot, lot to lose. Uh, lot Yeah. I, you know, I have to say, I, I'm, I'm tying myself in a little bit, a little bit more this, uh, this year, trying to, uh, Pay a little bit more attention. Week one, so far, so good. It's easy to after your favorite team wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> you know, gotta love them. Gotta love those green teams, the Eagles, really have the Packers, and maybe now the Jets after their dominating win over the Lions. Who saw that coming? That was Not, a crazy one. Yeah, that was that was a big game. I'm gonna say the Lions didn't see that coming. Although, I think the Lions are more roadkill at this point. They haven't seen many of their uh, losses coming. Yeah. Maybe Matt Patricia has sucked all these years, and it's just been hidden by Belichick and Brady. And he, he's really just some, like, scruffy-looking dude in a ugly jacket they just brought in. It's like Matt Stafford <laughs> didn't see all those Jets DBs four times. Yeah. <laughs> the, the team that hasn't scored a defensive touchdown in, like, 71 games, score one. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, any more questions for Jeff before we move on? Uh, no, I think that was it. You got the question I was going to ask about uh, how long he, he hangs in there for this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm strapping in. It's going to be a long uh, <laughs> yeah. seven-game season. Strapping in and strapping <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, uh, so next up we're going to discuss our most interesting games from week one. You can go with one fantasy game and one real-life game. We'll have a couple minutes of discussion after. But since it is 11.43 Jeff's time, we'll move through this pretty quick. Tyler, you want to start? 
Yeah, sure. So my uh, most interesting fantasy game is, uh, once I love pandering to our guests, as has been noted on the last two podcasts, I'm going to go with Jeff versus Austin, as this was a high-scoring shootout here that's still not over. It could change it very rapidly here. But I really like both of these teams here and what they put out on week one. Uh, Saquon going off for Austin, that's really encouraging seeing Saquon get that big game in there. Even though 13 of those 18 points came on one play, I think if that's something he can uh, kind of keep going there. It could be a really good year for Austin. Drew Brees could have an MVP quality year. Uh, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs both had great weeks. Uh, it's also a couple of question marks, like a tight end between Graham and Doyle. There's not between like kind of two decent quality tight ends. There's not a lot going on there. Uh, meanwhile, across the board, you have Jeff and Gronk, who had one of the best tight end weeks. Isaiah Crowell, 22 points. That's That's absurd. Nobody saw that. Tyree could have an OPOY year, potentially a receiver at this rate. Yeah, seriously. And then uh, respectable weeks coming in from Luck and Johnson, too. Uh, how are you feeling about your game, Jeff? You know, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling secure yet. Uh, he's still got uh, Marshawn and then the Rams defense going, but I'm happy with the numbers that were put up. Uh, I didn't expect AP to go off like like he did. If uh, I had, I would have probably switched him out for Chris Carson, who put up a whopping 5.9. Yeah, I did not see AP putting up 20. Like, I figured no. he might be kind of in a committee situation. He had a so-so year last year, even with Arizona. Uh, it was a good pick, picking him up in the draft where you got him at. Uh, hopefully that could really end up being a legitimate RB2 option, maybe RB1 for the year. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he got some potential. All right. Uh, Jeff, you want to go next or you want me to go next? Uh, go for it. All right. So my uh, top fantasy game of the week is probably the fight between Mark and Andy right now. Uh, it looks like Mark has it about wrapped up here because Todd Gurley is still starting today. Um, but I think this is kind of a fight between a team that could be promising when Andy gets Le'Veon Bell back, if Andy gets Le'Veon Bell back. And Mark's team, which has Todd Gurley, but still kept it close, uh, a little too close for comfort, with Marquise Goodwin getting a zero on his board. Um, I think these are two teams that could go pretty far, um, especially if Mark is able to kind of fix up his holes at tight end and wide receiver two here. Yeah, it could be, could be an interesting end of the game there. Um. For my fantasy game of the week, I have to say, uh, that would be my dad versus uh, getting red zone on his television. <laughs> uh, because that was a, a fantasy for him and, and exceedingly difficult. And the winner would be me. Uh, I actually figured out how to make that happen for the Lobo cost of $35. And uh, was declared favorite son for the weekend. So... Uh, I That's mean, like six months' rent in Western Virginia. Essentially. <laughs> At a certain point, are you afraid that, like, Chuck's grandchildren or, or Dale's grandchildren are going to start pushing you for, like, best son awards? Like, is Henry, like, kind of pushing you out right now? Do you feel some some threats from the rookies <laughs> coming in? I mean, it, there's a lot of new talent on the field, and it's, it's definitely uh, worrisome for an old-timer like me. But uh, with the ability to use the the internet, I, I still think I have a leg up on them. However, the amount of uh, giggling and raspberries that happens is it makes it makes it a tough tough world for me. 
I bet your dad does love it when you smile and giggle when he gives you raspberries. <laughs> coochie, coochie, coo. <laughs> I could totally see Maya like throwing a full fit and like holding out for the year. Like I'm not going to preschool until you pay me my uh, I, like I want Khalil Mac money. She, she, yeah, she could be a Des Bryant and and you know have the possibility to go to a team and and just not not be willing. Jeff, yeah. I was thinking about retiring this year, and then Henry came into the picture. And he's like, "Nah, I'll give it two more years." Uh, so he, he brought this burger. He though. brought this burger. <laughs> Got to keep working. Yep. <laughs> Got to pay off those lawyers. Uh, I will mention today, Dale Arnold did text me asking me if Game Pass was worth it, just because he's going to be gone a lot during the season, apparently. So he wanted to know if it was worth it. I sold it to him. I think he'll get it. Oh. Yeah. Where's my that thirty-five dollars? That was a good ad for Game Pass there. Yeah, it was yeah. sponsored by NFL Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, why don't you kick us off with our real game, most interesting pick of the week. Real game? Uh, let's just go Homer Bias and Denver versus Seattle. Uh, and a game that I actually watched a decent amount of, so that kind of helps too. Uh, that game had a lot going on for both teams with it. You have Case Keenum obviously throwing three interceptions, not great, uh, but also have throwing three touchdowns. So you have some good case, bad case going on. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who, as you might have known, I picked for a top 15 receiver last week, had 20 points to start out the week, and he had a huge 50-yard catch on that to kind of springboard that. Uh, Demarius Thomas came back with an unreal touchdown catch. Uh, Royce Freeman looks solid, but really the, it's all about Lindsey in that running back game right now, taking Terrell Davis's number, and he might, he's definitely over Devontae Booker on the depth chart. He might actually even threaten Freeman for the number one job. Uh, Seattle still show they still can do what they do. Russell Wilson still Russell Wilson, uh, throwing to a new tight end who I think has the same number as Graham, who was doing better than Graham so far. Uh, defense still able to turn the ball over, but they might just not be as dominant as they were in the past. Uh, still a really good game all around. I wouldn't write Seattle season off yet as they're for sure going like nine and seven or I think they still can compete in that division, but it looked good for Denver for having them be a legit contender in this division. Well, I'd say that's a pretty homer-biased one just because you had so many to choose from that were like... Like, that was a good one, but <laughs> so a much more interesting. Three-point game. All right, I'm going to go with probably, just so that Jeff can say the one I think he's going with, I'm going to go with the Buccaneer-Saints game because who saw uh, Fitzpatrick throwing so many touchdowns and just destroying a Saints defense last year that was actually a top-ten defense? <laughs> Like, I think the Saints defense is a target for regression anyway. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the Fitzpatrick part does surprise me. I didn't pick that one because I just kind of see it as, um, like, not a big deal. I think, of, like, Tampa's going to, like, that, that was a great day for them, but I don't see them as being a legit contender in the NFC or in their division. Well, I think the Saints will be kind of still maintain their course and be a playoff team. See, I don't, I don't know. Fitz, Fitzpatrick there really brought something to that game. Uh, for being such a high shootout, he was hitting his targets where he needed to. So I, I think he might have something going on with Mike Evans. He was putting the ball right where he could get it. Yeah, and Djax. I mean, it was an 88-yard yeah. game, by far the highest point total game of the week. Um, I believe it's the highest point total game since the Super Bowl was uh, started. For the for week one, yeah. It was the highest scoring week one game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. So it was just it was a crazy game. I don't think many people saw that. If Fitzpatrick can replicate what he did with the Jets a couple years back, I think we could see um, a team that is in contention for the top of the division. And I think it throws up a lot of questions for the Saints, who were um, certainly pretty high in the playoff in playoff contention. Um, and just to Tyler's point about like you know a team that's not being seen as a playoff contender. I think you could say the same, though, about like the Broncos and the Seahawks that were just not seen as contenders in their division as much uh, with just rise from other teams. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Uh, you're for, yeah, for out. me, for my, uh, my most interesting game, uh, I actually didn't get to get to watch the most interesting part of the most interesting game. Uh, it's the Packers-Bears uh, game. Uh, because it's so late on the East Coast, I actually went to bed at halftime, uh, waking up the next morning to watch the recap, thinking, ah, I'll watch what, you know, is left of this dumpster fire, only to see that the Packers came back with some crazy plays and, uh, ended up beating the Bears because the Bears just have the worst luck. They can kill a lead like nobody's business. And so, uh, you know, with Rodgers, getting injured and coming back out on the field to just fueled by spite and hate for <laughs> his rivals. It was, uh, it was a nice thing to to watch the next morning. It was absurd. That <laughs> was just a crazy, crazy game. Um, My favorite part of the game was uh, Chris Collinsworth going increasingly more dramatic describing Roger's injury. Uh, in the second <laughs> half, like, when he's playing, like, oh, he can barely put it. He looks like he's kind of struggling in the pocket, so he can't put any weight on it. Then it's like he's basically having a peg leg for his leg, and then at the end, it's just like it might as well be amputated. The way Collinsworth is describing it, uh, he really built the narrative for it. Uh, it's amazing how fast the Packers year went from basically being over at halftime with Rodgers being carted in yeah. to oh shit, they're one and zero again, business as usual potentially, and Bears are still the Bears. See, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rodgers is is clinically dead after that game, but was was revived simply by his spite for the Bears and that rivalry. To, that would uh, explain his random Southern accent in the post game. Yeah, that was that so I've never weird. I've never heard him make that voice before. Like in all the interviews I've heard, I'm not sure if it's he was because just in he's so dating much pain. Yeah, like the pain or dating Danica Patrick. He's around all these NASCAR <laughs> drivers. Uh, I just don't know. I think he could be dead. It could have been brain damage. You might be onto something, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I like to imagine Rogers is just like trying to blend in and not it, not like show Danny Patrick's <laughs> friends that he's from California and like just pretending like <laughs> they don't actually know who he is and trying to blend in with all of them. So he does uh, well, the southern accent. I, I, like a I have to say, as as a as a Californian in the in the South, you you do have to try and blend and and be one of them. You know. <laughs> Does your, yeah, does your dog have a Make America Great Again hat or bandana or something? Well, you you buy <laughs> random assorted uh, items that are camouflaged for no good reason. <laughs> uh, Where the fuck is you, my ice cube tray? <laughs> you make sure to to put your truck nuts on uh, any vehicle you're driving. <laughs> and, I can imagine you're a kid. They're like driving their like tricycle and just truck nuts <laughs> on the tricycle. <laughs> and, don't don't forget you have to have your your dip dog bumper stickers and and I know a lot of you uh, uh westerners don't know what dip dog is but uh it is essentially a hot dog that has been 
rolling on the rack for far too long, uh, dipped into batter to be made as a corn dog, and then dipped oh. again into batter to make a dip dog, a double dipped corn dog. So like Welcome day, to the south. It's like day old meat they just fried. That's yes. better than what I thought it was, because when you said dip dog, I assumed it had something to do with hot dogs and chewing tobacco. <laughs> I'm just like this is gonna end up being disgusting. He's not an Arkansas Spencer. It's like they take, they take like the spittoon that they have and just like dump it over the hot dog in the end and use it as like a condiment. It's like a relish. Oh, it, God. It, it goes into disgusting. It's like sauerkraut. They, they make sure they get some Copenhagen in the fry oil. It's what it's what gives it its distinct flavor. All right. Well, I think that's an amazing segue into our hot talk. Hot talk. Hot, hot, top, hot topic takes. Our, our hot toddies, another <laughs> oh, yeah. southern Are we, tradition. Are we advertising them now too? What the fuck do we call this? Our hot take segment. Our hot, hot, hot sauce, sauce hot, hot take. take segment. Thank God. Um, <laughs> rules are you get to spit a hot take, but you have to have some hot sauce. Tyler, what's our hot sauce for today? Uh, we're doing that same bullshit one we did last week. Uh, it was like the, the Mexico El Lindor, go fuck yourself. That's like pretty much the name of it. It's what it does to your mouth. And Jeff, I know that our uh, producer didn't notify you until the last minute that you needed hot sauce, but do you happen to have any on you? I, I happen to, to have some sriracha on me. Alright, we'll yeah. take it. That'll work. Yeah. We'll take some mild takes for that. Some mild takes. <laughs> Alright, Tyler, you want to kick us off with our first take? Alright, first hot take. Cleveland will have three ties this year. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> they are now good enough to like compete kinda with decent teams, but still bad enough and still Cleveland enough to not win these games. Like right before that field goal kicked, I told you like, okay, any normal team, it's a seventy five percent chance they make it in this weather, but because it's Cleveland it's like a sixty five, maybe lower. And what happened right after? Blocked. Didn't happen. It's it's just that's that's what happens there, and I'm gonna call all three ties this year for Cleveland. What's their final record with those three ties? I have to ask. Uh, it's going to be three, ten, and three. I like it. I like the <laughs> symmetry. <laughs> what an lucky with your symmetry. I mean, the, the, those are ties that aren't losses. So I mean, Cleveland's moving in the right direction. Yeah, that, that's that's going to Hugh Jackson at least three more years. That's six oh, yeah. more not losses than last year. Exactly. I'm just going to measure their wins and not losses. <laughs> I mean, it's like having the uh, the special grading system for like the slow kid in class. You know? <laughs> he gets a giraffe in math. Exactly, he gets a giraffe in math, and Cleveland gets not losses. That's what matters. Love that they're one thirty one and one in Hugh Jackson's record with the Browns right now. <laughs> the beautiful symmetry. I think that's going to keep so going. So nice. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Um. This hot topic is a little bit fresh right now. Let me have my chip here real quick. I did not hear any crunching oh, on that. Oh, I, I fucked yeah. up hard. Yeah, I'm, you I'm did. Going, I'm going extra on the sauce. You did. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, fuck me. No. <laughs> oh, it hurts to laugh. <laughs> Make some more chips so you guys are chewing. Okay. Um... A little drink. bit of recency bias here, but the Jets make the wild card and potentially even take the AFC East. Woo! 
Was that the sauce or was that the take or a little bit well, of a little bit of both. <laughs> the, the, the second part of the take. The playoffs I could totally see because the AFC is a fucking garbage fire. Yeah, I could uh, see the playoffs easy. It's like over taking the Patriots, like I just like yeah. that defense looks pretty good. And uh I Tom think Tom Bowles is a good coach. Todd Bowles is a great coach and I think with finally having like and we'll see, you know, jury's still out on Sam Darnold. But he looked really good, and he has a good supporting cast. Uh, yeah, he has a great receiving room with Anderson and Nuwa. Those are both, like, they kind of been overshadowed the last couple of years. Uh, Anderson had, like, a Pro Bowl quality year last year. But uh, I think those are two really good options for him. And, I mean, and now- Isaiah Crowell and uh, Bilal Powell can still catch passes out of the backfield with consistency. Yeah, they're not 30-year-old Matt Forte kind of kicking it around. It's mm-hmm. a legit running game. Yeah, I, I would say Crow's getting to the end of his end of his career, though. Yeah, he, he's uh, definitely on like the twilight years. He's, he's an old back, but there's there's still a lot of life in him. Yeah, how Frank Gore still kicking? That surprised me. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's uh, Jeff's hot take. Hot take: Frank Gore is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, my my hot takes on a on another running back. I'm right. gonna say that uh, I, I'm gonna say Adrian Peterson ends up being a top five running back this year. Ooh, yeah, I, I like right. it more than the last top five running back pick we had on the podcast with, uh, <laughs> with CJ Anderson. <laughs> Don't forget the top ten pick with Marshawn too. Who no. that one? That was my first hot. That was my first hot show. Oh, uh, hot take. Yeah, I get touchdown tonight. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Well, with with Adrian Peterson uh, coming over to the uh, the Washington Redskins, and and the backfield being the way that it is, I thought it'd be more of a committee. But the way that they ran, they they were really featured both uh, in their own respect, and he's still got a lot of lot of speed on him, and fit really well into the scheme that they are running. So I, I I could see him really making a year of it. Yeah, I mean, he had 96 yards, uh, one touchdown, 3.7 average, which isn't fantastic, but the volume that he had in there, I think, could well, take him to fantasy relevance. And he also got 70 receiving yards, so not only did he get 96 yeah. rushing, but 70 receiving. He's got a lot of flexibility there, and that speed's still there, so if he can fit into that scheme and that O-line can hold for him, you can run over some people. Which yeah, is crazy because he's never been a receiver before. Like, not great. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had great quarterbacks throwing him between his years in Minnesota and then last year in, in uh, Arizona. It was I think it was like a, either right as Palmer was about to get hurt or right after is when he showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he didn't really have a like, quarterback situation. Now he has Alex Smith, who was a top five QB last year. Yeah. yeah. I could see him uh, see him being a rising star this year. Does anyone know who the Bill or who, sorry, who the Cardinals OC is? No. No. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I don't know. The guys seem to, to bring up or sorry, not the Cardinals OC, but oh, the, the Redskins. The, the Redskins at new OC. I have no idea. Yeah. I stopped following that team the second Kirk left. <laughs> Matt Kavanaugh. The the, the Supreme Court guy? <laughs> the Supreme Court guy. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, apparently. Alright, he was the QB coach. I gotcha. Fun facts: the more you know, our uh, the Redskins <laughs> head co- or uh, offensive coordinator is also a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did he confirmed? No. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the potential Supreme Court justice. Yeah, thank you. Let's yeah. clarify that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe by the time this podcast is released. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Do you think Trump also redacted a, a good number of the schemes that they were running so that the other team wouldn't know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so my next hot take... Oh, wait, let me, fuck, I forgot, let me take my sauce now. Yeah, it's limited yeah. to two this time, so Jeff can get to bed here. We've got a, we're already yeah. about 24 minutes. Oh. All right. My hot take Gosh. is going to be Michael is going to win at least six games this year. Oh. As much as we, we shit on his draft and everything for drafting, like, three players who were either on IR or not in the league and one suspended guy. He showed up week one, had a good team. I think he has some really good pieces there. Like Michael Thomas is going to be a top three receiver this year. Brady could be a top five QB. Uh, he had a, I forget who number one back is. Uh, it's Hunt, right? Yeah, Hunt was, uh, yeah, I think, Hunt. have a good year. Uh, even with a rough start last week. But I, th- I think the pieces are there. And I think he could really surprise some people. Yeah, I think his draft is or his his year is going to depend on a how much he pays attention um, mm-hmm. because his bench is at a grand total of negative point three right now. <laughs> Oof. So he actually has like a positive coach score. So he has yeah exactly he has no depth at the moment. Legarrette Blunt ended his game at negative point three. Everyone else got zero because he's got Ronald Jones, Corey Brown, Marlon Brown, Des Bryant, Julian Edelman. Um, so Edelman could be something there, you know, later that might give him some future depth. Um, Doug Martin surprisingly has points, 1.7. Um, Doug Baldwin ended with a donut on the board. Um, so really his game this week came up with Tom Brady at 21, Michael Thomas at 22, and Kenny Stills at 22, which Kenny Stills, Michael Thomas, Tom Brady, good foundation. I think Kareem Hunt will have a bounce back. Um, but he's gonna have to do something at tight end with Greg Olson going down. I, I think you're right. I think he can hit six games, but I think it's going to largely depend on him making good choices on the waiver wire. Because there's yeah, no depth on this team right now. Yeah, I think it's fair. And he can surprise some people. Um, he's not. I don't think he's going to be a total roller. I think he will get some wins in there. He's about yeah. to get a win against me. He is. He's going to be. He's going to beat the defending second place team right now. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's the best part about being uh, last in the league. You have nowhere to go but up. But if you're first, you got nowhere to go but down. Mm-hmm. You win again, whatever, you know, yeah. uh, you won again. So Making the playoffs is not a successful season for Spencer. Well, that would be a successful season for most teams in the league. Oh, God, I'd be dancing in the streets. <laughs> well, if you Sorry, that's it, not, that's not allowed here, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because there's like a, like a, we call it a hootenanny going on or... Ah, it's, it's a whole foot. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, I was going to say, they're actually reenacting <laughs> Footloose right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your next hot take, Spencer? Yeah, um... I like his team, and I, I kind of mentioned him before in my most interesting game, but I'm going to go with uh, Mark in the finals. Mm. Oh, I could see it. He made the playoffs two years ago. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's my crunching. Yeah. <laughs> we'll post crunch on that. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll fix that in post. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of crunch lag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I'm all out of liquid to drink, Jesus Christ. Oh, you're, right. you're fucked. You might as well just kill yourself. No problem. Yeah, there's, yeah. Some, there's some decent pieces there. Joe Mixon, I think. I mean, I, I don't think Weston liked the pick, but I still like it. Gurley is Gurley. 
Gurley's Gurley. Goodwin went out, so that'll be something mm-hmm. that'll be interesting moving forward. I said a salsa burp. Oh, that sounds gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. T.Y., if, uh, if Andrew Luck can seem to pull it together this year, we'll see. Does, uh, does C.J. Anderson need to be a top five back for this proje- uh, projection to work, Spencer? No, that's just... Uh... That's icing on the cake. That's icing on the cake. If he gets <laughs> CJ Anderson as a top five back, then it moves from, uh, finals to, uh, to, to super, winning the league. Super finals. Super finals. Super finals. <laughs> Alright. So, my, uh, my last hot take here is, I'm gonna say, as, as much as I love them, they're my team, uh, I'm gonna say that the Packers are gonna miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah that's a good take, but like, I know Southern Rogers said he was going to play next week against the Minnesota Vikings, but I don't think his doctor like is going to realize his leg is still attached and then not going to Yeah. Is Rogers going to finish the season with them? Um, or does he go out with injury or something? I I'd say it's a pretty high chance that Rogers is out with injury. They yeah. I mean they've been they've been making a lot of acquisitions this year more than than others, but uh they still haven't really shared up the offensive line as much as I think that they, they've needed to. I think that showed against the Bears, whose defense is, you know, moderate, but I wouldn't say the hardest one they're going to be coming up against this year. So I think that he's at a, a big risk for more injury. And we saw what a shit show it was the year before with Rodgers out. So I don't, I don't see them as much, as much as I hate to say it, actually having a real contentious uh, opportunity at the end of this season. Part of it's definitely with that division being mm-hmm. so low. Although the Lions, their stock is definitely taking a big hit. They were kind of seeing that same bunch as the Niners, like a potential wild card team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they looked awful. So I think I'm going to lean towards um, the Lions being like the worst team in that division. The Bears maybe being the third team. Uh, that adding Khalil Max that defense. They were a top ten defense last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that. Goes, but yeah, I could see Green Bay missing. I mean, NFC is just so stacked. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, I have no yeah. idea which teams are going to be real and which teams are not. Yeah, just yeah. to give an idea of the teams that the that the the top defenses that the Packers play this uh, this year. They have the Bears, who they've already played once, the, the Vikings, Vikings twice. Um, so that means the Bears one more time. They play the Rams um, and Oof. the Patriots. Which the Patriots yeah. looked like they showed yeah. up against the Texans. We'll see. Season and then also up. the Falcons' defense looked really, really good against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean Nick Foles will do that to your defense if you're not New England in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they've just added <laughs> a lot of pieces there. Um, and then also the Jets, who have looked legit against uh, what I we all thought would be a pretty potent uh, Lions offense. Yeah, they, they, the Lions definitely had like top ten offense potential, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah, same. I could see it interesting. Them missing with Rodgers would be is a pretty hot take. Them missing with with Rodgers injured is is pretty believable since it just happened. Yeah, and Kaiser did not look good. Yeah, he, he had some good throws, and then yeah, it's just Khalil Mack just took him over. And hey, Kaiser just got his first win in a game he played. <laughs> that is true. This is really his career high note. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, Peg League Rodgers has to come back on and bail his ass out. You think like he'll show up to like train uh, practice tomorrow with an eye patch too, just because go full pirate. <laughs> Zimmer gets offended. <laughs> that, that, that's the best way to do it. They play the Vikings next week, right? So it'd be yeah, like they uh, do. That'd be, yeah. it'd be a good, good play, you know. Mind games. Just taunt Zimmer. 
All right. Well, I think that wraps it up, guys. Uh, anyone else have anything to add before we get out of here? No, I'm good. Yeah, no, it's uh, maybe the last time I'll talk to you guys. We got a hurricane on the way, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> and it, it's not not really the weather that's the issue. It's it's the the hill people that come out during the weather that more <laughs> worried. It, it, it's it's purge rules, right? Essentially, <laughs> it's uh, anything you can do for for milk and bread. Is it like ants it's when water floods their colony? Uh, yeah, they they come down <laughs> off their, they come down off the hills and and the junkyards to uh, collect <laughs> what what they can. I'm so, gonna start looting. So no, so if I if I don't if I don't make it, then uh, it's it's been good knowing all of you. There's like a fifty percent chance you stop updating the lineup because of that, and not just because of disinterest. Uh, I would I would say that that's a fairly high probability. Yes, <laughs> the year they're going to come. His team is the year he makes the playoffs. <laughs> if that was true, then that would have happened last year, the year before, the year before. So, yeah. And so on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that wraps it up. So uh, thanks for coming on, guys, and cue outro music.